It's a wonderful word, that word home. I'm going to preach the gospel in that word tonight. Home. You know, that's only a word coming from my lips to your ear tonight in the night air. But it's not the word that matters, is it? It's all of that word home means. What emotions it stirs up in our hearts. What joys come to us when we talk about home. You know, in this chapter that we read, the disciple took Mary to his own home. Did you notice that? His own home. Our very own home. Of course, you know, when you speak about home, you always think, don't you, of the first home that you remember, the old home. I'm glad my father and mother are with us tonight. Thrills my heart to see them looking both so well and being able to be in the service. And I think tonight of the old home, the first home that I remember. And I'm sure some of you are now, as I say that, you're casting your mind back to the old home. There was something that made that place really home to you. It wasn't the building, because a building doesn't make a home. It wasn't the furniture, although there was something sort of peculiar to our young eyes about the furniture in our home. I remember pieces of furniture in the old home to this day. I remember my mother really chastising Harold and me because we put two pieces of furniture together and we nearly racked both of them. <laughs> and I didn't sit on those pieces of furniture for a week comfortable after what my mother gave to me. <laughs> the old home. You know, some of those early pictures on the wall, we remember them. I remember one hung above my bed. I'd love to have it now. I don't know where it went to. It was of General William Booth, and he was preaching it out. Amen, sister. He was preaching it out with a great big banner in front of his platform, Salvation to the Uttermost. And I used to look at that picture as a young boy, and I used to say, Oh, Lord, may someday I preach that gospel, Salvation to the Uttermost. Things about the old home we all remember. But you know, when I read in the Scriptures about home, I read three things about home in the Scriptures. I want to mention them. I read about a woman, and she came back home. She was called Naomi. And the Scripture says she came back home empty. She returned home empty. Man and woman, tonight, if you went back to the old home, if you could go back, perhaps it's all gone now. Perhaps the father and mother is no longer there. Perhaps strangers occupy it. But say you could go back to the old home, would you be going back empty? I know man and woman in this service tonight, and if they returned to the old home, they would be going back empty. Some of you have lost the faith that you had that your mother taught you when you were just a boy or a girl. Some of you have lost the innocency and purity of your thoughts that you had when you were only a child. 
Some of you have lost your love for righteousness and integrity and truth that you had as a boy or girl as you ran to Sunday school. Some of you have lost your desire to walk the straight path of uprightness and integrity in this evil world. And if you went back home tonight, you would be returning empty. Yes, a many man, a many woman in this meeting have lost the things that made their childhood really great. Simple faith in Christ. Simple faith in this Bible. Simple faith in the great doctrines that were taught you in the catechism of the church. You've lost it all. And if you were coming back, friend, you would be like Naomi and she said, Call me not Naomi, call me Mara, for I am bitter, returning empty. In this Bible, in the first chapter of Lamentations, I read another statement about home. It says... At home, there is death. Death at home. And some of you men and women have now homes of your own. And friend, I want to tell you, and you know it tonight, that in your own home now there is death. I tried to witness for the Lord every day that I was in prison. And I was standing... One day with another prisoner, and an officer was over us. And of course we were talking. And this officer was talking to me about drink. And he said, Mr. Paisley, what's wrong with drink? I said, everything. And he said, well, uh, Timothy was told to take a little wine for his stomach's sake. I said, I never knew, sir, you were called Timothy. And I said, I know one thing, that you wouldn't get drunk on a little. He was taking it as medicine. And you know what he said? He said, well, to tell you the truth, Mr. Paisley, when I go to the public house and take my liquor, he says, I never go home to the families in bed. I said, do you know why? I said, because you're ashamed. He said, that's right. He said, I wouldn't like my little girl or boy to know that their father touched the liquor cup. There is death in the home. I wonder, friend, what sort of death's in your home? Instead of joy and peace and pardon and grace, how many men and women and many fathers and mothers have to say tonight in the Ulster Hall, there's death in my home? What about you older people? You've been up the incline, you're going down the decline, you're in the service, and there's still death in your home. The mighty light of the glorious gospel of Christ has never shined into your heart. You don't know Jesus as your Savior and as your law. Returning home empty. Would that be true of you? There is death in the home. Is that true of you? And then there's a little verse over in Second Corinthians, a lovely verse. And reading in the original, it reads, At home with the Lord. You know, there are men and women in this meeting, and they wouldn't be at home with the Lord, because there's no relation between the Lord and them. And they feel awkward when the Lord's name is spoken. And they feel embarrassed when the things of God are discoursed upon. 
And there's something within them that makes them fear God with a fear that brings terror to their hearts. They're not at home with the law. There was a time, my friend, when the world felt the terrors of God Almighty. When God came down on Sinai and gave the law and the earth trembled. And even Israel hid its face from the mountain and said, Moses, you intervene with God. We don't want to speak to this great and to this terrible God. Why? Because, man, we're not at home with God because of sin. But I want to tell you that in order that you might be at home with God, God made his home with us. Isn't that lovely? And over 1,900 years ago, the angel said, You'll call his name Emmanuel, God with us. I'm not afraid of the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who took the little ones in his arms and blessed them and rebuked his disciples who would have turned them away. I'm not afraid of the Savior to put his hand, his finger touch on the socketless eyes of the blind and they saw. Who would be afraid of this wonderful Jesus? Everywhere he went, he blessed the multitudes, fed the hungry, clothed those without clothing, raised the dead, healed the sick, preached the gospel to the poor. He's a wonderful Savior. What was he doing? He was making his home with us that we might know him, that we might see that he loves us, that we might know the infinite power of his love that throbs within his heart. Wonderful Jesus. And friend, he wants us to be at home with him. And I'm at home with Jesus because my sins are forgiven. I'm at home with Jesus because I'm pardoned and redeemed. I'm at home with Jesus because the thing that came between me and God is now all removed by the precious blood. And one day, we were singing about it, one day we're really going to be at home with the Lord. You know, in the prison we had a little service every Sunday, and one day we sang. There was five free Presbyterians there was over a hundred Irish Presbyterians up the stairs, and the five we free sung the whole church down. And you know what we were singing? My chains fell off. My heart was free. I rose, went forth, and followed thee. And I want to tell you there's a day when God's going to bring us out of the prison of this old world. And the governor of the universe is going to say... You're released, and praise God, we're going to soar above this old earth with all its troubles, sorrows, heartaches, and tears, and we're going to enter into the perfect freedom of being at home, at home with the Lord. A final word, friend. You're not at home with him tonight. Some of you, if you went back to the old home, would be going back empty. And some of you in this service can say there's death in my home. Oh, let me invite you to come to Jesus Christ. Let me implore your friend to come 
and trust the Savior. I worked with a man every day who shot his wife. I worked with another man who was guilty of a sin that I wouldn't dare to mention in the public. I worked with men who were vile and sinful and far down in the state of sin. And yet, I was able to present to every one of them Jesus Christ. You take Jesus Christ into your heart. Don't trust in religion. Trust in Jesus. My friend, we're not preaching religion in this hall. We're preaching Christ in this hall. Christ, my friend, who can save you, who can pardon you, who can satisfy you, and who can free you completely. The Lord Jesus Christ, at home with the Lord. It's great to be at home with Jesus. That's how we feel in these meetings. The Ulster Hall becomes a home to us, doesn't it? Why? Because the Lord's presence is here. We're at home with him here. There's nothing starchy, hallelujah, about this service. People are not baptized with religiosity, and they're not suffering from templeitis at this service. We're in freedom. We're at home. And when you're at home, you just do as you feel, don't you? You take off your shoes and put your socks and your feet up on the mantelpiece, and nobody says anything to you. You're at home. They say it to me, but I still do it irrespective of whether it's right or not. You're just at home, and you relax. That's what God's salvation is. All the strains are over. All the fears are set to rest. There's no more trouble. Jesus has taken over. I'm at home with him, and he's at home with me. Do you remember Zacchaeus? The Lord said to Zacchaeus, come down. I'm going to stay at your house this afternoon. Jesus wants to come, my friend, and stay with you. Will you come to him? Oh, men and women, come to Christ.